Come on. Come on. Has anybody else been waiting? I know. Like, like, I look forward to each and every single time we come together on Therapy Thursday. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Tag somebody. Like right now. I'm gonna give you some time. Like, share the link. Tag somebody. It is time for Therapy Thursday. And um, listen, y'all, this, this one is going to be absolutely amazing. Well, I don't know if it'll be amazing for you as it was for me preparing it. This is a double-edged sword. Every single time I open the Word of God, um, I'm just thankful for the revelation that He gives because He does not have to do it. He does not have to do it, and uh, I'm excited that I get to serve you. Thank you guys so much for your shares, comments, emails, um, DMs of just what Therapy Thursday is doing for you. My desire and my greatest joy is to activate what God has put on the inside of you. And I say this every week, there are going to be requirements that we have to carry out as benevolent followers of Jesus that requires for us to be healthy on the inside to do it. And if I'm not healthy on the inside to do it, I limit myself on how much I can be a billboard. And I want us to show off the glory of God in the earth as much as we can. And this is the reason why I believe the Holy Spirit has um, just put it in my heart to do Therapy Thursday. Were you blessed last week by Isaac Session? Yes, the disappointment room. You had, why are you angry? Then you had the disappointment room. And on tonight, we are gonna talk about I've got control issues. <laughs> Is there anybody honest to admit, like, that's me? Just go ahead, put hand raise emoji in the room. I've got control issues. This is therapy, y'all. Biblical therapeutic session. This is therapy, so this means it is a judge-free zone. You can be honest. You can be organic. You don't have to put up, like, a front that you're there, that you have arrived. This is not for perfect people. If you are a perfect person, log off right now because this is not for you. But this is for those of us who desire to become a healthy version of who God has called us to be. You're called, period. But the impact that you can make is tied to how healthy I am on the inside. I've got control issues. I've I've got control issues. Y'all don't look at me like that. I've got control issues. To go ahead and just like crush the awkwardness in the room, tag somebody who had a hand raised emoji and say, me too, bro, you not alone. Or me too, sis, you are not alone. I've got control issues. Brothers and sisters, this, this therapy session is for all of us who struggle with wanting to control it. If that is you, then this therapy session is for you. Th this, this therapeutic session is for all of us, to be honest, y'all, I said this is safe space, to be honest. This is for all of us who are honest enough to admit I have mood swings. It, 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 just, it just depends on the, the day that you come at me. One day I'm like this, the next day I'm like this. Like I, I battle. With, with mood swings, if that's you, then this, this Therapy Thursday session is for you. For all of us watching this, and you're like, you know what? I love hard. 
I love hard because I know what it was like to be underappreciated. I know what it's like to not be loved back. I love hard because it was hard not being loved. I know what it's like to be underparented. I know what it's like to be taken advantage of. I know what it's like to not be thought about. So I love hard because it was hard for me to not be loved. If that is you, my brothers and my sisters, this, this therapy session is for you. I feel this is just an introduction. I, don't get your Kleenex because sometimes, sometimes when our eyes are filled with tears, that's when we see the clearest. So if you cry, you cry. For anybody watching this, where you have anxiety over tomorrow, like you have anxiety over what's going to happen tomorrow, anxiety about the future, so much so to where you create scenarios in your head and mentally you had this scenario that hasn't happened yet, but physically you prepare for it to happen. Like you prepare to get denied. You prepare to get the worst news. You prepare for a negative doctor's report. You prepare for them to leave. You prepare for them to be fake. You prepare for them to take advantage of you. you already have anxiety about tomorrow that's you and you find yourself preparing for things that haven't even happened yet due to the thoughts that you have in your head this therapy session is for you and if i could be honest and transparent i know what it's like to want to be in control i do i do I'm right here with you. I know what it's like to want to control the outcomes. Am I talking to anybody? Y'all don't leave me out here. Is there anybody else that you want to control the outcome? I know what it's like to want to control how many people will see the video. I want to control how many people will buy tickets. I want to control how many people will come to the event, but I can't control it. And I find myself having anxiety because I want to control the outcome. I want to control what's going to happen. I want to control the business. I want to control the marriage. I want to control the singleness. I want to control my children. I want to control my entrepreneurial pursuit. I want to control the outcome of what I'm doing. And this is just something that God gave me. It's just a revelation that changed my life. And I pray that it causes a metamorphosis, metamorphosis in your life. And that is when I came to the understanding and when I got this truth in my heart, it's not that I have anxiety over the future. It's not that tomorrow hands me anxiety. It's not that I'm really, really having anxiety over the future. It's just that I want to control what's going to happen in the future. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's not that tomorrow is handing you anxiety. It's that you want to control what is going to happen on tomorrow. And that is what causes for me to have anxiety. That is what causes for me to overthink. That is what causes for me to have insomnia. I came straight out swinging. That is what causes for me to have migraines and headaches and this pressure right here that won't stop and you're not congested. That is why you're so stressed. Not because tomorrow is handing you anxiety, but because of the need that you feel to control what is going to happen on tomorrow. And freedom in that area happens when you learn how to trust the author. <laughs> trust the author. If we be honest, 
I know it sounds bad to say this, but if we be honest, the reason we don't trust the author, which is God, the reason we don't trust the author is because somehow we believe our plans are better than his. We could be real. The, the reason I don't trust the author is because I believe God, I could author and narrate that chapter better. God, I could, I could narrate tomorrow's chapter better. God, I can narrate the next season better. God, I could plan what's going to happen next year better. And so because I don't trust the author, it causes for me to feel as though I have to control it. I have to control it. This is why it's so hard for us to trust God. This is why it's so hard for us to trust God. Because when you have been married to control for so long, surrender feels like a divorce. Throw my phone. Did y'all hear me? When you have been married to control for so long, gotta control this, gotta control that, gotta control this, gotta When you have been married to control for so long, surrender feels like a divorce. That's why it hurts so much for you to even consider giving up your way because it's like I'm experiencing a divorce. And this is a familiar passage of scripture depending on where we are in our faith journey. I don't wanna make the erroneous assumption that all of us have heard this passage before, but this is a very familiar passage of scripture that I want to share with you that I felt God brought back to my remembrance as I was engaged in therapy prep for this opportunity to serve you on this afternoon. And that is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans. Can I get everybody to put in the room? He knows the plan. I'll wait. I'll wait. All caps. He knows the plan. Not you, not your efforts, not your strength. He knows the plan. Everybody put in the room. He knows the plan. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Listen, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. God is saying, I got plans. Listen, I have plans. I already have some stuff organized for your life. I have plans. And it's not bad plans. It's to give you a hope and to give you a future. God is in your future today. God is in your tomorrow today. Like I'm ahead of you, ma'am. I'm ahead of you, sis. I know the plans that I have for you. And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, maybe the reason we're so stressed, it's not due to everything that's going on out here. Yes, there's some terrible things that are going on around us, but Maybe you're so stressed because of the warfare that's going on in here and in here. Your plan and God's plan are a battle. And you're stressed. Your plan and God's plan are at war on the inside. And the reason you can't sleep, the reason your head hurts, the reason you're not hungry, or the reason you overeat, the reason you work out so hard, 
are the reason you just relax and watch movies. The reason you feel no passion is because on the inside, your plans and God's plans are at war. In other words, we're trying to be God. And can I give y'all a shock and illumination? This like deep. This like real, real, real deep. God is a better Lord than you. <laughs> he's, he's a better Lord than you. We are trying to take God's job. And I promise you, he is a better Lord than you. Like, okay, you wanting things to turn out a certain way, that's God's job. That's God's job. I want this to turn out this way. That's God's job. Impact, that's God's job. Width of your ministry or your reach, that's God's job. Growth of your platform organically, that's God's job. Like you wanting them to change, that's God's job. That's not your job. And I promise you he's a better Lord than you. That's God's job. You wanting to control how this will turn out, that is God's job. And the reason you feel so heavy is because you are trying to take on God's work. He's like, I got that. I control outcomes. I change people. I open doors. I shut doors. This is good, y'all. Listen, this life intelligence gave me a different perspective. And I hope it does the same for you. This life intelligence that I was trying to do God's work gave me a different perspective. I noticed I was mislabeling rejection. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are too. Because sometimes when our ways aren't his, that comes in the form of a closed door. Oh, sometimes when our plan is not his plan, that comes in the form of not getting approved. That comes in the form of a ended relationship. Maybe instead of you being mad at them, the reason that ended is because God is like, all right, I need to remove them now so I don't have to remove the knife from your back later. Mm. I have to remove them now because while they were here, my plan wasn't seen. Let me remove them where you can see my plan again. That was a distraction. And how do you know on how to identify a distraction is because whenever they have arrived, your focus has departed. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's a distraction. Their arrival caused your focus to depart. It caused your prayer life to depart. It's hard to trick or run game on somebody who always follows it up with prayer first. Like prayer is my first response, not my last resort. Like your purity, that departed. Like, like standards, that departed. Like accountability, that departed. A distraction does not mean you can't focus. Mm-mm but rather a distraction is a mismanagement of your focus. You see, you're focused, but you're just focused on the wrong thing. And sometimes that hurts. <laughs> it hurts when our ways aren't his, it can come in the form of a closed door and that could hurt. That could hurt because this is something you really wanted. Or let's put this in context for this therapy session. That's your plan. That's your plan. This is why I strive so hard to get us to understand that disappointment is for direction, not devastation. 
That closed door is God saying, I have a different direction. I'm not trying to devastate you. So here it is. I want to give us some, some clarity about some stuff. If you're a note taker, I want you to write this down. Whenever we encounter a closed door, it is because A, this is not my plan. The reason this door is closed is because God is saying, that's not my plan. Might be yours, might be your will, but it's not mine. The reason this door is not opening is because this is not my plan. Or B, the reason this door is not opening is because this is not your room. This is not your room. You're trying to get in this room because of who you want. You're trying to get in this room because of what you want. It's like if you go outside to your neighbor's house right now and try to open the door, you're not going to be able to get in. Why? Because that's not your house. And sometimes doors are closed because this isn't your room. I have a room prepared for you. I have a place prepared for you. If I didn't, I wouldn't have told you I did. So this is not your room. This is not your space. Even though you're comparing yourself with what they post and you're trying to get in this room and you're frustrated that this door is not opening, I have this door closed because this is not my path. This is not my plan. This is not your room. Or C, it's not the time. It's not the time. It's not always relocation, but rather it's time stewardship. This is, it's not time. You're just in the first trimester. You're trying to give birth to that. And if you do right now, it'll be premature. I, I have to, I have to cause for you to engage in spiritual maturity and biblical intelligence. I want for you to be able to handle the dirty side of blessings. You're praying for a blessing, but you can't handle the dirty side because more blessings means more problems. More blessings means more opposition. And right now you will still clap back to what they said versus being faithful towards what I told you to do. Right now you're trying to get them to endorse you and support you, but I didn't call you for support. I called you for impact. So I need you to stop looking to them and listen to me. And we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You're, we're going to get there but you're just in the first trimester. You still care too much about what they think versus what I said. You still care too much for their applause versus my endorsement. So this door is closed because we are still in the first trimester. I have to develop some limbs of trusting me. I have to develop some limbs of not caring what they think. I have to develop some limbs of you understanding the only way you can conduct the orchestra is you have to turn your back towards the crowd. And sometimes what I'm calling you to is going to call you to turn your back towards something. But I need you to be so free and have your identity in me that you won't care more about what they think than your call. It's not time. And lastly, we're not going to like this. Lastly, the reason certain doors don't open is because obedience is required. Yeah, yeah. Y'all will follow me up to that point, huh? <laughs> Obedience is required. Yes, I have grace. And yes, I have mercy. Never confuse grace as a permission slip of getting by. But this door that, that, that you want to go through, obedience is required. Like you're going to have to actually obey my word. You're actually going to have to obey my decrees if you want this one open, that one open, but for this level, for, for this dimension, for this altitude, for, for, for this place, 
Obedience is required. And some of us are so frustrated and the cure is repentance from our rebellion. Control issues reveal a lack of trust. It's saying, God, I could author this better than you. And I want to give us some scriptures for our note takers, some scriptures that I believe could serve you for those of us who battle with wanting to control stuff. Psalms 91 verse 9, it says, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, what is dwelling? Dwelling in the Hebrew is Yoshab. It means remaining or root system. So good. So in other words, it's saying, if you remain, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your root system. See that? That's why sometimes I have to like translate things in its original like form, Aramaic or Hebrew. It's root system. When you understand that the Lord is your refuge and you say that he's your refuge and you make the most high your root system, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hand so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me. Says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God is running this and he's in control. And when we say that he's our refuge, we must make sure that the most high is where our root system is. This is what nourishes me. This is not just my resource, it's my source. Another scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse eight. It says, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. These are promises, y'all. These are promises that help me render control. I don't need control. God, you are in control. Why? Because he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. I'm going to go before you. So now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. When our foundational script, scripture tells us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Maybe my control and my anxiety will be released when I understand you're a better author than me. You are, are, you are a better author than me. And you go before me. And maybe I have mislabeled rejection. I've mis re mislabeled rejection. That was my will, but it was not your plan. And the reason it's so hard is because we're trying to do God's job. And when we have been married to control, surrender feels like a divorce. I want to pray. I just feel it, y'all. I feel it all in the room. I want to pray. God, would you help us right now? 
right now in the middle of this therapy Thursday session, all of us, God, who battle with control, who battle with wanting to control outcomes, would you give us the ability to trust you? Would you help us to be able to understand that you're faithful? Would you help us to be able to understand that you are not a liar, but that you are truth? You are the way that you are the truth and you are the life. Forgive us for trying to do your job. Maybe this is why we feel so heavy because we're not strong enough for God's weight. I can't lift God's weight. Only you could do that. Help us, Father God, for everybody watching this and everybody who will listen on the podcast, help us to understand that you are a better Lord than we will ever be. And we surrender our trust to you because your choices and your plan will always surpass ours. But help us to believe that. It's one thing to say it. Help us to believe that God has better. God can do better and trust the author more than I trust my choices, my degrees, my notoriety, my influence, or my finite wisdom. In Jesus' name. Can we put amen in the room, y'all? I just felt this. Like we need to pray. Because there are people watching this who are battling with control. I want all of us to say this. You can say it and put it in the room in all caps. Can I get everybody to put in the room? Father, forgive me for attempting to be in the driver's seat. I surrender the wheel. W-H-E-E-L. Father, forgive me for attempting to be in the driver's seat. I surrender the will. I surrender it. The roads that are scary to me, I trust you. The roads that are a little bumpy, I trust you. The roads that are unknown, I trust you. The roads that look fearful to me, I, I trust you. The roads that look like a route I didn't know that we would go, I trust you. I trust you more than I trust myself and I surrender the will to you. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, something that I have noticed, something that I have noticed about those of us who desire to be in control, we usually are easily angered. This is good, y'all. Those who want to control things usually are easily angered. Like your short fuse is because you want to control it. In fact, anger and control are siblings. <laughs> the, the reason you get so angry is because this is not the way I want it to go. The reason you get so angry is because you can't control them. The reason you get so angry is because you can't control the results. Many times, the people who battle with control are easily angered because I'm angry over the fact that I'm not getting my way or this isn't being transformative by my deadline. Something else I've also noticed, those of us who battle with control, controlling people are usually patient deprived. So good y'all. Controlling people are usually patient deprived. Come here. Remember I told us Patience is the ability to accept things going in a different way than what we had in mind. Okay, one more time. 
Patience is the ability to accept that things go in a different way than what we had in mind. There's traffic. I'm going to be late. This is going in a different way than what I had in mind. And when people do not have that posture and are not willing to accept things go differently, this is so good, y'all. When we don't and we have a resistance to accept, this may go different than what I planned. We lack patience. We lack patience. This is how we become micromanaging because I'm over your shoulder because I want to control it. I want to control it. Listen, y'all, you have the power to choose how you respond. You have the power to, cho to choose how you respond and controlling your response does not mean avoiding your emotions. One more time, controlling your response does not mean you're avoiding your emotions, but rather is choosing to not let your emotions control your response. That's so good, y'all. Controlling your emotions does not mean controlling your response doesn't mean avoiding your emotions, but rather is choosing to not let your emotions control your response. There is a thin line between perfectionism and narcissism. Ooh, the line is so thin that sometimes we cross it and don't even know it. There's a thin line between perfectionism and narcissism. And it comes out many times in unhealthy ways. I just want it perfect. This, I, I just want it like this. I just want it like this. And so when you interact with people, you end up trying to control them because you keep saying, I just know how I want it. There's a thin line between perfectionism and narcissism. This is why we, this is why a lot of narcissists don't like your friends because I can't control them and they were here before me. This is why narcissists try to isolate you from your circle, from your friends, from your family, because I don't want anybody else around you who will try to control what I want you to do. So I try to remove them because I want control. The foundation for narcissism and narcissistic people is they want control. And anybody who battles with perfectionism, you will find yourself snapping at people who do not do it the way you want it, who don't execute it the way you want it. It's because many times when I battle with control, I'm easily angered. This is why your healing matters. This is why your healing matters because when you're wounded, you'll label narcissism as love. <laughs> you'll label narcissism as love and you'll begin to make excuses. He just loves me. That's why he got angry like that. Yeah, she, she just loved me, man. She, she just really down for me. That's why she act like that. You will mislabel it because I'm wounded and I want that acceptance because I feel as though that acceptance will fill this void. But the only person that could feel the void is the one who made you. So I have to surrender to God, not the universe. Oh, here we go. Time to get emails. We don't surrender to the universe. I saw a post the other day. Just surrender all of your energy to the universe. Just, just surrender all of your thoughts to the, to the universe. All of your energy. Just surrender to the universe. And the universe will give it back to you. Listen, y'all. The universe is not eternal. The universe is not eternal. I was reading an article on this. Okay? 
Scientists and also those who study and practice the laws of thermodynamics have come to this conclusion. The earth is dying due to climate disruption, by diversity decline and human overconsumption. Even some scholars say the second law of thermodynamics proves that the earth is dying because the earth is losing energy. So how is it that you are giving your faith and surrendering to the universe, but the universe is not eternal, it's gonna die. How about you surrender your faith, your mind, your will, your rights to the living God who will never die, who has no beginning, who has no ending, who is the alpha and the omega and is not declining due to our impact. Our impact, like climate disruption, the people who are in the earth, their habits and their pollution is affecting the earth's longevity. We don't affect God's life. We don't affect God's life. We don't surrender to the universe. Surrender to a living God who is not dying, nor is he failing. He is alive and well. Surrender. This is so good, y'all. So I want you to look at this chart. I want you to look at this chart, and I'm going to go through this quickly because I'm almost out of time. I don't want this to be too long. After Isaac's session next week, I think part two of this, I'm going to do the week after Isaac. I think we need to deal with control twice, okay? Um, I want you to look at this control, this control chart. And it will help you to discern, am I trying to control things? So first thing, what can you control? The only thing you can control is your actions, your meditations, your words, and your grind. That is it. The only thing you can control is your actions, your meditation. The reason I didn't just say thoughts is because the enemy can plant thoughts in your head, okay? Thoughts can run through our mind. We just have to have the wisdom and the spiritual discipline to not let them land on the runway of our meditations, okay? You can't always control what thought runs through your mind, but you can control what lands, okay? So you can control your actions. You can control your meditations. That is to replay and rehearse a thought. You can control your words and you can control your grind. The only pillar in the outcome that you control when it comes to whatever you're labeling as success is your grind. That's it. How consistent you are, how intentional you are. That's the only part you control, okay? What can you not control? Their actions, what they think about me, what they say, and the outcome. I can't control what they do, if I do, that's manipulation and narcissism. I cannot control what they think about me, nor is that your responsibility to try to make them think about you differently. This is why you're so exhausted. You're trying to recreate the version that they have of you in their head. Forget that. You have no control over that. That's exhausting. Stop it. Third, what they say. I can't control what people say about me. I can't control what somebody says in the comment section. The only thing I can do is delete it and block it. But I'm not about to sit up here and write a whole essay or clap back about what I thought about what you just said on a YouTube video. I can't control. I can't control what people say and I cannot control the outcome. So what are some basic tips to help us war against our control issues? Number one, God is never going to let you drown. Believe that. Trust that. God is never going to let you drown. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how scary it looks, 
When the Lord is our refuge and we have a root system in him, he is never going to let you drown. Never. Even when we lose faith for a moment, like Peter walking on the water, he'll catch you. God is never going to let me, never let me drown so I could trust him. Number two, unlearn a shortage mentality. Stop thinking if you missed out on that opportunity, then you just missed out. Heaven doesn't have a shortage. Remember, God knows the plan he has for you. There is not a shortage of his plan for you. What God wants for you to have is not in a shortage. It is on reserved until you get there. It is on reserved until the season. It is reserved until your obedience. It's not a shortage. Well, God just seemed to be running out of opportunities. He's just seemed to be running out of husbands. He seemed to just be, no, there is no shortage for the plan that God has for you. Is it you feel there's a shortage because of God's plan? Or do you feel there's a shortage because of what you see everybody else getting? I know the plan. I know the plan. I know the plan I have for you. And when you trust that God is never gonna let me drown, number two, God doesn't have a shortage. Number three, cast your cares on him. Whatever is bothering you, cast it on him. When we bought this TV for my children, they want to like watch these different like cartoons. The first thing that we want to do because we want to have, you know, parental control. It's crazy. We're talking about parent control. We want to have parental control over what they watch. Um, the TV gave me a number. It said, cast your phone to this TV. And I was trying to cast it, but it wasn't connecting. And after it just was starting to frustrate me, I was like, man, why is this TV not connecting to my phone so they could watch Superbook? If you have not checked out Superbook, I'm giving them like a free endorsement. It's great for children. I was trying to cast it to the TV and I was wondering, why is it not working? And then when I pushed info, it said, you must be on the same internet network. And that just was a sermon. Just like to a beat maker, anything, this can sound like a beat to the preacher, anything preaches. A lot of us are not on the same network that God has for our life. We're not on the same network, meaning not in alignment with his plan. And the reason you can't cast your care is because you don't trust him. I'm casting my care on my boyfriend. I'm casting my care on my girlfriend. I'm casting my cares on my people, people at work. I'm casting my cares on everybody else but him. But the way that I was able to cast is we have to be on the same network. God, help my spirit be in alignment with what you desire so that I won't be frustrated because I have no connection with you. Last point, and I said it all throughout this message, trust that he's good at his job. <laughs> trust that God is good at being God. Being good is just who he is. Believe that. And then also believe he's good at his job. Stop trying to carry on God weight. That's his responsibility, not yours. I feel this, y'all. I feel like everybody don't end. Don't know we're ending. We're going to have to do a part two to this. Therapy Thursday. I wanted to come on here tonight and just give you some pointers, some wisdom, and also being transparent myself on how we can overcome being in control. And the reason it's so hard for many of us is because when you're married to control, surrender feels like a divorce. So I'm going to pray and I pray that this blessed you, challenged you. And also, I hope that you wrote down those scriptures and you noticed that chart 
so that you can use this as an accountability for when you feel yourself getting anxiety. Can I look at this therapy session and correct my thoughts or correct my posture? Because I see I, I, that's God's job, not mine. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment of just being able to feast on your word, being able to have an uncomfortable but needed conversation on why we want to control the outcome. Help us, Father, take our hands off the wheel and trust you because you will always be a better Lord than we will ever be. In Jesus' name, we love you. We honor you. Amen.